Live from my living room, it's No Eye Contact! Welcome to No Eye Contact. My name is Ash. I'm 24. I'm a Virgo. And I have seen Weird Al Yankovic. Yankovic? Yankovic? I've been to a Weird Al concert. Not recently, but I have been to one. It's probably exactly how you think it would be. Full disclosure, I did take a Delta 8 gummy. And I also took an hour-long nap. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bro, bring back nap time. You know? We should have a lunch break, and then you should have a nap time. Facts. Ayo, hey, why are dads so fucking weird? They're just little weirdos, huh? My dad does this thing. My dad, like, thinks he's a stand-up comedian, first of all. You're not. <laughs> Let's get one thing straight. I'm not. But you are not a stand-up comedian. Dad. I would say my dad's funny maybe 40% of the time. If I told him that, it would hurt his feelings. But he's trying to be funny 100% of the time and he even goes so far I think this is very just straight white just straight white man-esque just to like try to joke with strangers which is fine but it's like the way he goes about his jokes it's just so try hard and like it makes it not funny for example we were at a house this past week and it was just the kids there. The adults weren't there. So it was like a teenager let us in. Like a fucking 16 year old. Who like. If I know teenagers. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to joke with you. They just want us to come in. Do what we have to do. And then fucking leave. So they can get on with the rest of their day. They don't care. They probably. They, they could be feeling a little anxious that you're there. Two strangers in your house you know. I know I would be. I would be freaking the fuck out. But as we're walking down the stairs, there's like one of those cheesy fucking signs uh, hanging on the the walls as you're coming down the stairs. And it said, uh, a house is built with boards and beams, but a home is made with love and dreams. And... He walked down the stairs and we're like leaving. So literally like walk down the stairs and then be like, okay, that's it. Like, thanks. Bye. But my dad's like, 
mm, let me make this fucking 16 year old's day. Let, let me, let me, let me pass her a little joke softball. And like, also it's not that funny of a joke, but so my dad was like, I know a house is built with boards and beams, but do you know what a home is made of? And she has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. I wouldn't know either. If I hadn't just walked down and read the same sign as him, I would have no idea what he was talking about. It's like such a specific type of humor. You, Your brain has to be exactly where his brain is. But it's still like not funny. Like her fucking mom probably threw that up. And like, it was just so like... I just, I just like smiled in the background and just was like cringing and was like trying to send like, I'm sorry that he's fucking annoying vibes to her. Cause it was like, bro, she just wants us to leave. I just want to leave. Cause now it's, now she's going, uh, I, I don't know. And he's like, love and dreams. Like on the sign. And I'm like can we go can we please leave oh he did that another time we were like and he just he lets the joke go too far he lets the the not that funny joke go too far this was around christmas time now i was raised i'm from north carolina and i was raised in a chapel hill tar heel household I don't give a fuck about sports, but I was raised in an anti-Duke University household, okay? So we go to measure this house, and it's a big Duke family, and they have a Christmas tree in the corner of their dining room that is Duke-themed, so it's just all Duke, and I, I'm already, like, walking down the hallway to, like, fucking measure and shit, and there's the couple are sitting in the living room trying to stay out of our way and my dad goes what's this spot in the dining room this might bring your value down and they're like what spot and they're like they get up and they come in there and he's pointing at the christmas tree and he's like what's with that spot and they're like fucking moving the christmas tree they're trying to look if there's like a, a damage the water damage mark on the wall or something and he just they just keep being like what spot and he keeps being like no right there it's right there what is that and i fucking came down the hallway and i was like he's talking about the duke christmas tree <sighs> And they were like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But I was like, oh, my God. I, like, could not let that go on any longer. Like, it's not that funny. And you're, it's just weird. It's weird. It's weird. It went on for so long. Like, it went on for longer than I just said. He just says weird shit, dude. And, like... My therapist is trying to be like, oh, but that's his anxiety. But like, I feel like growing up, I struggled a lot with, and I'm still struggling with it, like running shit back before you say it, you know, 
put a little filter on it. Is this going to hurt someone? Is this going to come off wrong? You know, is it unnecessary? Is it mean? Is it stupid? Is it not funny? I struggled a lot with like not doing that and just kind of impulsively just saying whatever the fuck comes to mind because both my parents do that. <laughs> and yeah, he just he doesn't do that. And I'm like, my my therapist is like, maybe that's his anxiety, you know? I'm like, yeah, but like I feel like I'm I'm kind of getting a handle on this at 24 years old. He's fucking 54. And he's like never been checked in his life. So he's never had to filter. And it's like, it's, it's sad that like a 54 year old doesn't know how to like, I don't know, doesn't understand how to interact socially with people without coming off as like a huge dick. Anyway, at July 4th, um, we were kind of having that pre-dinner, like waiting for everyone to show up awkward family talk and my grandfather was talking about and it's like it's all dudes out there it's it's like my grandfather and my dad and then like my brother and a bunch of cousins and then just me and my grandfather's talking to us because he's where he has like a lot of foot feet problem a he has a foot problem and he has to wear like basically a shape up (laughs) on one foot and then just a regular tennis shoe on the other foot. And so he was like talking about how it's difficult for when he stands up to pee or something like that. He like has to hold his balance. I don't know. Somehow he was talking about when he stands up to pee and he was like, you know, when you stand up to pee and he like kept talking and then my dad just interjects and he was like, well, I don't know that Ashley stands up to pee. What? Yeah, we we got it, dude. Do you want to do you want to shout? Hey, she has a vagina. What the? Huh? It's just he just says weird shit like that. My mom also does that too, dude. I can remember, dude. My mom's almost worse. <laughs> they just don't think, dude. They don't think. Um, I remember one time. This was like kind of traumatizing. <laughs> one time. I don't know if we were like on a family road trip or something, but my dad was driving and for some reason they, my mom sat in the back and I sat in the front and my dad's one of those dads that like, if he has to slam on brakes and stuff, he'll like throw an arm like a fucking soccer mom. Like he'll put an arm over your, over you so you don't fucking slam forward, which I'm like, Hey, Hey guy, that's what the seatbelt's for. You ain't got to touch me. You know, <laughs> uh, but I don't remember when this was, but my mom just randomly was like to my dad was like, be careful that when you reach over, you don't s- squeeze her boob. And me and my dad just were like, we just looked at each other like, What? Like, why would you say that? Why did she say that? It was so uncomfortable. I have nothing to say. Recently, my mom, in a crazy turn of events, apologized to me for all of the really shitty things she said to me, like, about 
weight and about my body growing up. And I mean, that was cool, I guess, because I never thought I would get that. And there were other times where I wanted that and I brought it up and she would kind of gaslight me and be like, that didn't happen or like you're being dramatic. And so it was like weird because I I wasn't expecting it. But also, and this is shitty. I acknowledge that this is shitty, okay? I feel like my entire personality is based off of hating her for that. So, it's like, what now? You know? I don't know who I am anymore if I can't hate my mom for how she fucking fat shamed me growing up. Hot topic of the week, shout out Hot Topic, is being a sellout. What does it mean to be a sellout? I've been, like, thinking about this lately, and I feel like I mainly think about it with, like, musicians. Like, before I looked up what sellout, the definition of sellout, I was thinking more of, like, you kind of, you kind of alter your style or like your creativity to what's more popular so that you can like make more money. Like you sacrifice artistry for money. And to me, artist wise, that would be like Panic at the Disco. Cause like, remember early Panic at the Disco? I write sins, not tragedies. Uh, it's fucking good. And then, like, the f- a few fucking bangers after that, still pretty good. And then now, dude? Ew! What is that? High Hopes. High Hopes is such an annoying song. The, like, top 40 songs like that, they always... Ha- it's like... They only play, like, the vibe has to be... Like, fucking upbeat, pop, uh, like, positive. You gotta have high, high hopes for a living. Shut up. And I'm thinking of, like, that fucking, sorry, all I do is listen to, uh, we listen to the radio in the car at work. And we listen to, like, the 80s and 90s and, like, early 2000s, but then sometimes, like, more some popular shit slipped in there when high hopes comes on i don't i'm upset high hopes comes on i'm also thinking of like remember when bastille was good and then i feel like they've kind of changed their style to try to be more popular which maybe that's like maybe i'm just missing out on the whole goal of like being an artist maybe being an artist is like trying to make it big so like altering and doing whatever to try to make it big and like obviously that's what they did And people do enjoy it. So, like, obviously, my opinion... I'm not God. My opinion is not valid. (laughs) But... But... Dude, come on. I'm thinking of that fucking Bastille song with Marshmallow, which I've never liked Marshmallow. Marshmallow seems so basic to me. Is that song happier? I want you to be happier. I want you to be happier. And then Marshmallow's like, bow, 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 bow. 
basic. You're basic. And I also think Maroon 5 kind of did that. Because, like, remember, like, the album Songs of Jane? Fire album. They had a few, like, okay hits after that. And then now, oh, I don't, I do not like Maroon 5. I think at one point I thought Adam Levine was cute. And now I'm like, oh, you just like your fucking stuff. Basically, if any artist becomes like a judge on a reality tv show i think you're a sellout dude so who is that that's fucking who did that mariah carey Nicki minaj uh katie perry fucking blake shelton um adam levine was the voice right did Adam Levine host The Voice? I think he did. I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to stand by what I said. Hopefully it's right. Um, Christina Aguilera on The Voice. I mean, no shade. Get your money. But it's just kind of like, I don't know. Meh. I, now this one's going to rock the boat a little. But I feel like Taylor Swift a little bit. Because remember, she came out fighting, swinging hard, being like, I'm a female country artist. Recognize me as a female country artist. And then in the blink of an eye, she was switching up real fast for pop music. And listen, Taylor Swift has some bangers. And she's like kind of, it seems like she's settled down now from kind of basic pop songs. But... Uh, but like she she kind of went with like what's gonna go on top 40 I feel like not like what am I feeling in my heart like what's what what like can I show off my creativity with you know what I mean and also okay the song you belong with me is that listen banger when it comes on I'm belting it but if that is not the OG, like, pick me girl anthem. She wears short skirts. I wear t-shirts. She's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Cool. Why are you dissing girls who, like, fucking want to be a cheerleader or want to fucking wear short skirts? She's like, I'm different. Pick me, because, like, I'm just at home dancing in my pajamas. I'm not, like, partying with my friends. Okay. So. All right, let's look up a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a definition for sellout. Okay, so Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary is the word. I'm not looking at google i'm not looking at wikipedia i'm looking at urban dictionary okay all right urban dictionary says a sellout is anyone who sacrifices artistic integrity in an effort to become more successful or popular generally in music someone who forgets their roots and then it says it's the american dream to be a sellout which maybe that's it dude everyone just wants to be rich uh, i don't know 
maybe it's more of like they're wanting to kind of dumb their shit down so that it can be more relatable for for all ages like as long as it's catchy um then like fucking 40 year old moms and like 12 year olds can listen to it maybe that's it we should crack the code maybe maybe dude this cat will not leave me alone hi But so we are going to, I found a list of 32 sellouts and we're just going to go through them and like chat about it. The website is viraluck.com. So very trusted, popular site, obviously. We've got, and right away, as soon as I opened it, we've got two pop-ups four pop-ups uh the first one i'm just going to read you the pop-ups the first one says stunning asian women are looking for men 35 plus in hickory cool and then the other one says we can't take our eyes off these seriously hot asians hey cheers to that these asian singles are real sweethearts Okay, cool. All right. Jesus Christ, another pop-up. You'll regret not writing her. Chat now. Okay. Men don't need Viagra if you do this once a day. What are they doing? <laughs> I have to find out. Okay, so we're going to try our best to power through this fucking garbage pile. All right, I'm going to read like the intro. Oh, the power of money. Everybody has their price, including some of the biggest and best entertainers in the world, leading to their renown as celebrity sellouts. Musicians, actors, athletes, writers, very few are above abandoning their principles or philosophies just to make a buck or two. This is what we call a sellout, people. That's what it says. This is what we call a sellout, people. Another pop-up, bro. Cute Asian singles you might want to date. Single Asian girls have the hots for hickory men. What is with, like, why is it just Asians? <laughs> why is it just Asian women pop-ups? That's crazy. Okay. Another one. I gotta go, bro. Okay. But there's often a fine line between being a sellout and being a business person, right? Just because someone capitalizes on their fame to get either more fame or more money doesn't make them a sellout necessarily, does it? Nope. It's when they completely go against everything they stood for, rebelled against, or became famous for, instead becoming addicted to making money hand over fist. No matter what the project or endorsement, that is a bona fide sellout. I forgot about the word bona fide. This is a bona fide sellout. Bona fide bonafide <laughs> so who is the biggest sellout of all time is it eddie murphy going from edgy comic to family movie man is it Katy perry going against her christian roots goddamn pop-up is it Katy perry going against her christian roots to become a pop star that's a good one actually is it howard stern trading his shock value to be a judge on america's got talent didn't know that it's all a matter of opinion, but this is a list of those famous sellouts and what got them to throw away their conviction. 
The first one, there's not numbers, so I might lose the count, actually. Chris Jenner. That's actually a pretty good one. <laughs> hmm. The question here is whether she was over, she was ever anything of integrity. Whoa. The question is whether she was ever anything of integrity to begin with. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. <laughs> The former Mrs. Robert Kardashian literally sold her daughter. Goddamn pop up. The former Mrs. Robert Kardashian literally sold out her daughter by using Kim's sex tape as a tool to turn the Kardashians into one of the most famous families in America. Dude. Yeah. What the fuck? What a mom. What a manager. But what a mom. Do you think Kim was okay with that? I don't even know. Even though it worked, it seems there are no ends to Jenner's ability to sell out. Reality shows, endorsements, using her children to get attention. Her own sister even said, the money gene is in her. Damn. I guess, I mean, can you, yeah, can you really be a sellout if you were just kind of always doing that. Like she was never like this, 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 and this, and then went against it. She kind of came out the gate being like a businesswoman, a piece of shit. Ooh, second one, Kanye West. <sighs> Kanye West perform- performed the, I can't read. <laughs> Kanye West performed the ultimate sellout move. <laughs> Pop up. Kanye West performed the ultimate sellout move. He married Kim Kardashian. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> Kardashian is the deflection. Kardashian is the definition of shallow, money-grubbing attention seeker. And West, who isn't one to shy away from attention himself, sold out his own rap career to become part of the Kardashian machine. West is quick to accuse other rappers for selling out to money, but dude is a little more tolerant when it comes to looking in the mirror. Damn. This shit savage. Okay. Um, I feel like I don't know if I have an opinion on Kanye West because I just don't really care about Kanye West. Um, I feel like I'm more annoyed with him for like because he went down like the hardcore Christian hole. <laughs> hardcore Christian hole. That's a name of a band. <laughs> name of... That could be a name of a sex tape. Hardcore Christian Hole. Jesus. Um, I'm never wearing shorts on a podcast ever again. <laughs> I feel like he went down the hardcore Christian spiral. And it got like... Like I guess some of it was good. Like I really... I'm not religious, but like, I do like the song ultra light beam. I, when I hear that song, I'm like, Ooh, I feel like I just got taken to church. Like it's emotional. I feel it. But then you just get to like, I don't know. Was the Jesus album good? I did not listen to it at all. Cause it, it wasn't for me. You know, was it good? I feel like there were some songs in there people liked. And then I just don't. I just don't care for him. Yeah, I don't know. 
I'm trying to think if I was surprised when him and Kim Kardashian got together. I don't feel like I was. Yeah, sorry I couldn't add more about that one. Justin Bieber. <laughs> I saw Justin Bieber in concert once. It was during um, the album Purpose, which, by the way, fantastic album. Album since that, meh. Meh. But I like Purpose. Purpose was fucking good. And my friend Zach and I both love the album. And so as like, a, I think it was like a Christmas present or something. I got me and him tickets to go see Justin Bieber. And dude, it was so funny. First of all, Post Malone opened up for him. And like, I didn't even like register that. Like it wasn't until a while later that I was like, whoa, I've seen Post Malone perform. That's wild. But, um. Dude, the concert, he was lip singing and he didn't give a fuck if you knew. He would literally be like lip singing with a microphone and then be like, you sing it. But then his voice would continue playing. Or he sometimes he would set the microphone down on the floor to dance and it would still be playing his his like voice. It was so funny. And then when he sang without the like voice in the background... He didn't know the words. It was so funny. We were dying the whole time. And he, at one point, you know how like in between some songs, like they'll kind of talk to you, like the audience. He was like, he was like, yeah, how many 12 year olds are out there? And it's like, <sighs> and then he just, he just, how many 13 year olds? How many 14 year olds? How many just kept going 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 and then he's like how many of you how many of y'all under over 21 are drinking and then it was like maybe five people were like "Woo!" <laughs> and he was like don't drink and drive and dude it was so funny that guy has a dui he may have multiple DUIs. He was like, hey, don't drink and drive. <laughs> it's like a meth head being like, yo, don't don't smoke meth. <laughs> it was so funny. It was great. I had a great time. All right. This is what they say about Justin Bieber. He was once a young musician who captured the heart of America Online, proving that a good voice trumps all. People rooted for the underdog who was bucking the system and becoming a success in a different way how but as soon as he got big bieber completely sold himself out and became the douchebag that many people thought he was the antithesis of he got arrested he made fan wait for hours at concerts he urinated in restaurants yeah this guy forgot any of his roots the second he made it to hollywood hmm yeah i guess because like he was kind of, but he was also like, he was so young. I don't know. He got famous so young. Like I, I could be like, yeah, you were pushing like this Christian narrative. Like you were a good Christian boy. And then, yeah, you did the opposite of that. But he was a fucking child. I don't know. I could see him counting as a sellout. Gene Simmons. Don't know anything about Gene Simmons, so this should be good. This dude has an addiction to selling out. 
There isn't a single thing he's not willing to put his or the kiss name on, including coffins, checker sets, colognes, wines, condoms, you name it. Granted, there are those who say kiss was never a legitimate band to begin with, but there was definitely a point where the mighty dollar became more important than any kind of quality of music. Oh yeah, he also did a reality show. I didn't know people thought kiss wasn't a real band. Huh. Interesting. I have nothing to say about that one. Flavor Flav. Also have nothing to say about this one. How the hell did this guy go from public enemy gangster rapper to star of a reality show about finding love on VH1? Flavor of Love was an embarrassment to the musician, no? There's nothing edgy about VH1, and though entertaining, he turned himself into the court jester of television for everyone to laugh at. Wow. I guess that's selling out, yeah. If you were trying to be like, a hard-ass rapper damn i guess yeah i would count that as selling out eddie murphy problematic one remember when eddie murphy was edgy when he was actually a funny stand-up comedian who pushed the boundaries in movies like raw and shows like saturday night live whatever happened to that guy somewhere along the line he decided he'd pretty much do any movie they threw at him no matter how god-awful it was from norbit to meet dave to daddy daycare See, this is a kind of a problematic one for me because I don't, I don't know him when he was edgy. That was before my time. So, and I also probably haven't seen a lot of Eddie Murphy movies. Like I've, I can really just think of Daddy Daycare and Haunted Mansion <laughs> and Shrek. Duh, the Shreks. I'm trying to, I saw, I think it was Meet Dave. Whatever the one was where it was like, he was being controlled. He was like an alien and he was like just a ship for these little aliens controlling him. Wasn't good. (laughs) But it was a kid's movie. I can't think of any other Eddie Murphy movies I've seen. My brother and I rewatched Haunted Mansion recently. It's pretty okay. It's definitely a kid's movie. Dude, the part when they go down in the fucking... I don't even know what that thing is. It's one of those things in a graveyard. It's it's not like a catacomb, but it's like a big fucking grave building. <laughs> and it went down. It went Stairs went down when you open the door. But like they go to get the key and all these fucking like skeletons start crawling out of the walls and up from like the water to come get them and when they run up the stairs the door shuts and a bunch of fucking spiders come out and so the son is like scared of spiders that part still holds up the rest of the movie meh (laughs) adam sandler the sandman it's kind of hard to call someone a sellout when he's just doing the same tired shtick that made them famous in the first place But for fuck's sake, Sandler, you've been doing the Happy Madison thing for decades now. Every movie with that production label on it is basically guaranteed to be an awful waste of brain cells purporting to be a movie of miscreants to hang out shooting the shit for the duration of filming. Call Paul Thomas Anderson and make at least one more good movie before you turn 50. (laughs) Damn, these people are mean. (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel like Adam Sandler sold out. I feel like he's been doing the same thing the whole time. (laughs) you know that being said my favorite Adam Sandler movie is Click I I cry every time 
All right, George Lucas, Star Wars boy. This one hits fanboys and girls really hard. Many people believe George Lucas sold out himself and the Star Wars legacy when he made the prequel trilogy to the movies back in the late 90s, accusing him of caring more about selling action figures than quality of the franchise. Lucas proved them right when he gave up and sold the rights to Disney for $4 billion. Holy fuck. Yeah. I don't know enough about Star Wars, but I'm going to say yeah. Sell out! But at least, I mean... No hate to the prequels or anything, but like Disney's doing pretty okay with it, right? No, I guess some people don't like that either. I don't know enough about Star Wars. I really, really don't. Kylo Ren's hot. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Even Miley Cyrus admits that her younger self wouldn't approve of the way her career has gone. Cyrus told Billboard, my 13-year-old self would have beaten up my 17-year-old self because she would be like, you're a sellout. Though she tries really hard to prove her edge. Scandalous performances, weird music videos. The bottom line is you can still hear her song Wrecking Ball in a Nissan Sentra commercial. Um, yeah, I would say that version and like phase of Miley's life, yes. Wrecking Ball was like in every movie. It was on a lot of commercials. There were so many fucking like memes and shit about it, but like she was kind of pushing it on yeah but really just like around wrecking ball i don't feel like she's really done anything else because now she's just kind of doing her own thing vibing i think i don't know i don't know <laughs> jennifer lopez i would probably without reading this i'm probably gonna agree with this one if becoming a judge on american idol for 12 million dollars isn't a sellout then what the heck is oh i forgot she was a fucking judge Lopez buckled to the pressures of wanting fame, relevance, and money by becoming a judge on the franchise. But even before that, she literally sold out for money through her deal with Fiat. She performed at the 2011 AMAs promoting the car and produced a music video for her song Poppy that doubled as a commercial for the car. Nothing says authentic music like Fiat. What happened to Jenny from the block? I mean, was it a cool commercial? Was it a good song? Because, like, I'm thinking of, um, I like Tiny Meat Gang, Cody Ko and Noel Miller. And I don't consider them sellouts, at least not yet. <laughs> and they're, like, fucking best song and an amazing music video is for Broke Bitch. And the whole, like, last three minutes of the music video is a commercial for the sponsor of the music video, which I think was... Sea Geek, maybe? Is that being a sellout? I don't know. I feel like Broke Bitch is a piece of art. But, I mean, like I said earlier, I feel like if you're a judge on one of those shows, you're kind of a sellout. Also, she was doing a lot of, like, social media promo-y shit. Like, I remember back when I was a David Dobrik fan, like, she she was doing some kind of brand deal where like she partnered up with YouTubers to like be in their video for the, to promote some. Uh, yeah, I would say J Lo's a sellout, but it's like I don't know. She probably has enough money to like survive and shit. That was probably all extra money, right? I don't know. I don't know what the lines are. I keep talking about things I don't know about. That's fine. The Black Eyed Peas, dude. The Black Eyed Peas. If you search the internet, you will find the Black Eyed Peas listed as the biggest sellout band of all time. 
holy shit they commercialized themselves by changing their style of hip-hop music and doing every public appearance possible including commercials for best buy and itunes however will i am disagrees strongly telling mtv people say sellout that's one thing i don't get that's some dumb shit because it ain't like we fronting okay a sellout is somebody who's oh he's still saying that that's some dumb shit because it it's like we ain't fronting a sellout is somebody who's one way with their mom and then when they with their homies that's being two-faced no that's not even being two-faced because because no matter what you are one way with your parents and one way with your friends that doesn't make sense will i am william bro the black eyed peas when the energy never dies came out life was fucking good i think i listened to that album for a whole year like like that's all i was listening to and loved it so much i remember when it came out when boom boom pal dropped my life changed it was a cultural reset I remember my grandma had taken me like Christmas shopping and I wanted the energy never dies CD, but it had, but it, it had like a explicit, like parental guidance warning thing. Remember those? (laughs) And so she was like, I don't think you're allowed to get this. I was like, grandma, please, please give me this black eye PCD, please. And I think we had to call my parents. My parents were like, yeah, that's fine. You, she can have it. And then it was the best. Um, I could see them being considered a sellout for like doing a bunch of commercials. But I don't even really remember that. But I was also like probably 12. They did, however, uh, like f- for you to say they changed their hip hop style i don't f- i mean maybe i don't know cuz i didn't really know about them before then but like i feel like they were always kind of fucking goofy like the energy never dies it's not necessarily like good good it's just like fun and nostalgic for me and fucking catchy and like weird and I feel like they kind of had that before. Like, they literally had, like, before The Energy Never Dies, they literally had that song, My Humps. My Humps, My Humps, My Humps, My Lovely Lady Lumps. Bro, they've always been fucking goofy, okay? <laughs> so funny. They're so funny. They're not a sellout, they're a fucking meme. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, okay? All right. Snoop Dogg is the Gene Simmons of rap. (laughs) If there's a product on the shelf, Snoop Dogg is willing to put his name on it. Well, one of his names. Remember when he became Snoop Lion? Norton Antivirus and Toyota Minivans have gotten the Snoop endorsement. And oh yeah, he also starred on One Life to Live and did a music video with Psy. At least he never sold out his true love, Marijuana. Hmm. I don't think that I ever thought of Snoop Dogg as a sellout. 
but I'm like, I'm considering it. And I mean, I guess he was also in a David Dobrik vlog. Uh, but Snoop Dogg, at least to me, not that I'm like a huge Snoop Dogg fan, but like when I see Snoop Dogg on something, I'm just like, Snoop Dogg. I'm never like, oh my God, he's on everything. Or like, I'm tired of his face. I'm literally like, uh-huh, it's funny that Snoop Dogg's on there. I'd probably do the same thing if the Black Eyed Peas were on like a box of cereal. I'd be like, that's funny. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, you total fucking sellout. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is. I don't know. James Patterson. James Patter is no long whoa. James Patterson is no longer an author. He's a book factory. Trading quality for quantity, this man spits out books, expecting his fans to pay over and over again, even at the price of his characters and stories. Now he co authors books, which basically just means he tacks his name onto someone else's. Stephen King calls him a terrible writer, but Patterson just won't stop. Huh. Okay. The only thing I know about James Patterson is that he was like uh, Jeffrey Epstein's neighbor in Florida. And also, when I was like 12, he wrote this series that I really liked as a 12-year-old called Maximum Ride. And like every year, my dad would buy me the new book. And at some point, I fell off or they stopped making them. I don't remember. I never went back and reread them. Uh, they also, it was about like a fucking group of kids that are like genetically mutated with a bird and they like grew up in a laboratory. And so this dude like breaks them out and is like letting them live free, but like hidden in the mountains. And then I think he gets like killed and then some kind of journey happens. I don't remember, <laughs> but they did make a live action movie of it that I never saw. I bet it's terrible. That's all I know about him. But sure, you're a fucking sellout. Fuck you, dude. Howard Stern. This is one of the hardest to say, but for the foul-mouthed, sex-obsessed, anti-establishment radio shock jock to build his entire career on edge and then become a judge on America's Got Talent for about $15 million a season, isn't that selling out? He's also made up with everyone he once feuded with, including his arch-enemy Rosie O'Donnell. What happened to Howard? Uh... The judge thing, sure. It's like different to me because he's not a music artist, but I guess America's Got Talent's anything. Um, I don't feel like he's a sellout for making up with people. Like, I think that could just be like growing. People are allowed to change their mind. People are allowed to change their mind. Ice Cube. How could one of the edgiest and most innovative voices in hip-hop become the star of the kids' film Are We There Yet? Doesn't that seem to go against everything the rapper ever stood for? It all began in the 90s when the former NWA member was doing commercials for Sega and then, but then dude made the fool sell out when he traded his social, political gangster rap for family movies like Are We There Yet and Ride Along. Yeah, I would kind of agree with selling out. Because like, NWA had like, a hard fucking message, dude. Also, the movie Straight Outta Compton. Amazing. Incredible. 
I should rewatch that movie. I remember liking Are We There Yet as a kid. I think I tried to watch it when I was older and I was like, this is just obviously a kid's movie. And then I think Ride Along was okay. I've never seen like Friday and stuff, but people love Friday. All right. I guess he counts as a sellout, but he, he, I don't know. Sellout. Cuba Gooding Jr. Two words. Boat trip. Two more words. Rat race. Another two more words. Snow dogs. Show him the money. (laughs) I don't know what boat trip or rat race is, but I do know what snow dogs is. And I loved that movie as a kid. I loved that movie. I thought it was so funny. Um, I've honestly, like, that's probably the main reason I know who Cuba Gooding Jr. is, is because of Snow Dogs. So, I don't know. Maybe. I don't, was he, what did he do before? He just does shitty movies? I don't know. I don't get it. I'm gonna look up Cuba Gooding Jr. movies, because now I'm curious. Oh, he did a lot of pretty up there movies. Boys in the Hood. Is that one good? I feel like that one's a popular one. Jerry Maguire. I've heard of that. Radio. Gladiator. I feel like Eddie Murphy's original Coming to America was popular. I've never seen it. Pearl Harbor. Daddy Day Camp. Whoa. They did a second, I don't know if it's connected, but like it's Daddy Day Care with Eddie Murphy, right? And then there was a Daddy Day Camp with Cuba Gooding Jr. Literally same font, same vibe. I've never heard of it. That's amazing. Let's see what they got on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, and it has a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit. A 1%. Huh. 38% with audience. All right. Okay. Never heard of it. That's incredible. American Gangster. I feel like I've heard of that movie. He's been in a lot of shit, but I don't know any of it. He was in Selma. I wanted to see that movie. I think I started it and then something happened. Alright. Damn, he did a lot of movies. They can't all be bangers, okay? Katy Perry. Yup. Katy Perry started her music career as a Christian singer who produced gospel rock albums. Now she's, well, she kissed a girl and she liked it. Many religious pe- people, many religious people believe Perry, whose father is a minister, sold out her Christian roots for success. Whether that's true or not, there is one piece of concrete evidence that she has sold out even her own career. Those proactive commercials. Don't remember them. I mainly remember, I think Adam Levine did a bunch of proactive commercials. He Okay, it's either a bunch of proactive commercials for his acne or a bunch of commercials for his, like, ADHD. And it might be both. 
but that's who I'm that's the celebrity I associate with proactive for some reason I don't know it go it goes to like it goes back to like people can change their mind like when she was really young like if if Christian shit could be as popular as like what's in the mainstream if there could be like mainstream Christian shit which there there is but like you know what I mean I wonder if she would still be making Christian music. That's true. Sell out. She just gives me a bad vibe. Something's up with her. She does make me laugh sometimes. Nicholas Cage. There's always been a question as to whether or not Nicholas Cage is a good actor, but there was never a question that he was an Oscar winning one. Remember leaving Las Vegas? No. Perhaps the bigger question is, does he? Long gone are the good Nicolas Cage films. These days, he'll basically take whatever he's offered. Ahem, Drive Angry, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Frozen Ground, etc., etc., etc. I have seen The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Have I? What's The Sorcerer's Apprentice? Oh, I've definitely seen this movie. I don't remember, like, if I liked it. Okay. Nick, I feel like... I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a good Nicolas Cage movie. Like, there are Nicolas... I don't know what a good one is. National Treasure's good, right? I liked his movie Mandy that he did. It was basically like a horror acid trip. Um, I don't know that I've seen any other Nicolas Cage movie whoa dude Nicolas Cage be working I feel like he just likes acting I think he just wants to be like in all these fucking action movies Uh, these movies don't make money so is that being a sellout I mean I guess they make money because he's in them Dude, he does so many movies. Holy shit. Oh, he was in Kick-Ass, bro. Kick-Ass is great. Knowing, bad movie. That's a bad movie. But I kind of liked it. Dude, so many movies. But I feel like some of these are talked about as, like, good movies. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like he's just always just done a bunch of fucking movies. And then, like, again, they're not all going to be bangers. Hmm. Wow. I want to see what National Treasure has on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. His character name on National Treasure is Benjamin Franklin Gates. Didn't know that. IMDb. No, I didn't mean to say IMDb. I meant to say Rotten Tomatoes. I'm hungry. 46%. All right. What is his highest rated movie? Color Out of Space has an 86%. Mandy, the one I was talking about, has a 90%. That's pretty fucking good. Something called Mom and Dad has 75%. But it's, they're mostly rotten. Most of them don't have good scores. 
The trust, 63%. I feel like he just likes acting. I mean, I don't know. Joe, 86%. Go off, King. I don't think Nicolas Cage is a sellout. I think that's just his vibe. Michael Jordan, shout out, my state, go Tar Heels. Sports fan called Jordan a sellout back in 2011 when he was one of the hardliners in the NBA lockout as an owner of the Charlotte Bobcats. Stephen Marbury tweeted about Jordan, Michael fake Jordan is a sellout, hashtag period. <laughs> go off. He forgot which hole he came out of. I said it. Stephen X. Marbury. What does that mean? What does that mean? He forgot which hole he came out of? Yikes. And MJ went from MJ the black cat to a guy who forgot he was a player. Jordan has also been accused of selling out with his Air Jordan brand by milking fans for more money than he should. I could see that. I thought they were going to say he was a sellout for doing Space Jam. <laughs> and dude, but I don't think they said that because everyone, because, well, Space Jam is good. I, th I feel like, can most people agree Space Jam's good? I think Space Jam's good. He's probably, is he the reason that like Nike shit is so fucking expensive? Or has it always been like that? A lot of good questions on the show. A lot of good questions. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony, Mo Anthony Bourdain was known for blasting TV chefs like Rachel Ray, em Emeril, Emeril Lagasse, and Bobby Flay for many years. But then he let himself become a producer slash judge on that boring ABC cooking show called The Taste. I've never even heard of The Taste. Bourdain at least admits it. Going on the Joy Bahar show says he knows he sold out and is now part of the problem. Damn. Okay, self-aware king. Also RIP. I didn't I never had any like interaction with Anthony Bourdain or like nostalgia for him in my life. Like I don't really have a connection. Um So that was a celebrity death that did not affect me at all. The Beatles, whoa. The Beatles definitely sold out their image for fame, whether you like it or not. Before becoming a success, these guys were an entirely different band. Clad in leather, they were a rebellious punk group, but after producer George Martin and manager Brian Epstein, any connection to Jeffrey, got their hands on them, they turned into mop-topped suit-wearing boys next door. In a 1971 interview with Rolling Stone, John Lennon himself even said, you know, Brian puts us in suits and all that, and we made it very, very big, but we sold out, you know. Damn. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's, like, different when you're self-aware about it. <laughs> Green Day. Green Day. They defined punk in the 90s, but as they've gotten older, many fans have accused the band Green Day of selling out. Fans, proof? The fact that the group wrote a Broadway musical? The pop influence of their later music? 
their popularity on t- MTV, Billy Joe's appearance on The Voice. Most bands go through the sellout debate, but punk rockers are a hard group to please. They wrote a Broadway musical? Let's look this up. Whoa! They Their musical is called American Idiot. It's a sung-through rock musical based on the 2004 concept album of the same name by punk rec- by punk rock band Green Day. After a run at the Berkeley Repertory Theater in 2009, the show moved to the St. James Theater on Broadway and performed in 2010. Whoa. That is wild. They got to be on fucking Broadway. Huh. That's kind of cool. Robert De Niro. Okay, I've heard this. And I also have not ever really like watched Robert De Niro. I looked at his picture just now and I was thinking of Danny DeVito. Even the best of the best need to pay their mortgages. Robert Robert De Niro was once the most respected actor in Hollywood, starring in gritty films like Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, and Mean Streets. But as his career progressed, De Niro seemed to care less and less about the quality of the films he was doing and more and more about the paychecks. See Rocky and Bullwinkle, Showtime, and Grudge Match. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I get... Yeah, maybe... Is it that those like shitty movies like that are just paying big money because they like obviously want to attach that name to their project, but so he's not like, is no one like reading this script and being like, this isn't good or are they reading the script and thinking it's good or are they literally just like, oh, this is the fattest paycheck. They're giving us a million to be in this movie and it's not going to be hard because it's a stupid movie. Much to think about. Whoa, Johnny Depp. Many people have accused Johnny Depp of selling out his former self and views in order to become a box office audience pleasing success. The days of fear and loathing in Las Vegas are long gone, replaced by movies like Mordecai, The Lone Ranger, and Pirates 18. Pirates 18? What the fuck is Pirates 18? Okay, I... I guess it's a joke about how many Pirates of the Caribbean movies there are. Okay. Good one. Depp doesn't agree, though, saying, It's not like I was ever looking to become Franchise Boy. I was never looking to become anything like that. I just latched onto a character, Jack Sparrow, I loved. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean... I mean, the first fucking... At least two Pirates of the Caribbeans are good. And he's, like, the best part. That's not his fault. No, I... He was such a big character, he couldn't just be like, no. Plus, yeah, he liked the character. It's a good fucking character, but the best part. But Johnny Depp, like, even though he doesn't have bangers now, like, he's still a good actor. His talent shows through even if, like, the fucking project sucks. But I don't know. I, I haven't seen The Lone Ranger or Mordecai. So. Orson Welles. 
He was once the definition of acting. Not only did he make what is often referred to as the best film of all time, Citizen Kane. Bro, I had to watch Citizen Kane so many times for the fucking film classes I had to take. And it's fine the first time, not the fucking fourth time I have to watch it. I don't, I don't remember anything from it. I blocked it out. It's black and white. Is that the one where they say Rosebud? I Rosebud. I get the reference kind of. But dude, come on. Anyways. But Orson Welles was a serious thespian to the utmost degree. But needing money in the 70s, he was reduced to filming commercials for frozen peas. You gotta fucking survive. Even he admitted to selling out for the $15,000 a day recording sessions. But if you listen to the recordings, at least he didn't sell out his grumpy jerk persona. If he couldn't get money, I don't know. Yeah, where's the line of being like, I'm just doing what I got to do to survive. And then being like, "Mm, I don't give a fuck if it's a piece of shit work as long as it's the fattest paycheck. Like, that's different. But I don't know anything about this, obviously. Francis Ford Coppola. We got a lot of really relatable celebrities on this list. When he was first offered to direct The Godfather. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Francis Ford Coppola was hesitant because he thought it was selling out from his art house style. After his own studio collapsed, he took the gig, even though it was against his belief. Sure, the movie was a huge hit, but in his mind, he was selling out. Cut to The Godfather 3, in which he not only sold out the franchise, but sold out his own daughter, Sophia, who got skewered for being in her dad's film. I don't care enough to unpack that. (laughs) Manny Pacquiao. I hope that's how you say his name. Manny Pacquiao. Sure, Pacquiao can sell out tickets for his fights, but he can also sell out his image for money. Ever seen his commercial for San Manuel Indian Casino? I haven't. Not so tough in that one, not to mention the fight of the century against Mayweather, which was beyond lackluster, and had Pacquiao blaming his loss on a shoulder injury. The back and forth that set up the fight just raised his price up and up, but that's business. Recording a cover of Sometimes When We Touch? Not so much. Huh? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, I'm thinking of the song Every Time We Touch by Cascade, and it's not that. Go off, bro, go off. Damn, I'm never wearing shorts again, bro. I didn't feel like changing, but this angle is not fun. (laughs) John Voight. I recognize him as the bad guy in Holes. I hope that's right. Oh my God. He looks like the guy in Holes, Mr. Sir. Yup, John Voight. Sure, Voight has gotten lucky being able to show off his chops on the hit show Ray Donovan. But before that, the coming home in Midnight Cowboy Star was a little less picky in his roles. Namely, Baby Geniuses 2. <laughs> Baby Geniuses 2. 
Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is known as one of the best actors of his generation. Is he? I don't... I don't mean this offensively, but I don't, like, think of him that highly. Like, I just don't have an attachment to him. I guess I haven't seen a lot of his movies. He's just been doing fucking Marvel movies for the past 20 years. Not 20. For the past 10 years. He's just been doing Marvel movies for the past 10 years. So, like, he's just been playing one guy, and it kind of seems like it's himself. You know what I mean? I also am not really into Marvel movies, so I could be completely wrong about that. He's done countless edgy indie films, but sold himself out to the Iron Man suit and paycheck. Even director James Toback, who directed Downey in several films in the 90s, said he's not the same person anymore. In a Huffington Post interview, he added he's a one-man brand franchise. He's a one-man brand franchise. He's a one-man brand franchise. (laughs) A one-man brand franchise. He's a one-man band franchise. I think it requires him to be a person who doesn't resemble the person he used to be. Yeah, I could I could see that. I guess that was selling out was choosing fucking Iron Man. Are those movies actually that good? Like think about it. Are they really that good? I get they have like good effects and like I guess good actors. I don't know. I guess that is selling out. Nirvana. So fucking random. Some say Nirvana's commercial success came on commercial success came only after wait. Some say Nirvana's commercial success came only after the band changed who they were at the core. Their first album, Bleach, is quite different than their popular album, Nevermind. Which was produced like fucking pop ups. Is quite Wait, their first album, Bleach, is quite different than their popular album, Nevermind, which was produced like a pop album by producer Butch Vig. Kurt Cobain protested and was against how mainstream the album was, actually wanting to change the album title to Sheep because he said he was buying it. Because that's who he said was buying it. Damn, they should have let him name it Sheep. That would have been kind of cool. That would have like turned it into kind of like a fuck you. That's sick. Ultimately, the album catapulted the band to stardom and sold 26 million copies. Not, never really listened to Nirvana. Bro, the pop-ups! I'm not gonna fuck hot Asian women in my area. Thank you, but no thank you. Morgan Freeman. You'd think Morgan Freeman would want to protect the brand that is his voice and those freckles a little more, but he has no problem selling it out for the highest bidder, even for the Conan the Barbarian remake. You can always tell when the rent is due because Freeman will show up in movies like The Love Guru or The Big Bounce. Don't really have an opinion on Morgan Freeman, to be honest. Um, I feel like he's not like in everything. He's been in a lot, but he's usually not like a main character. He's just kind of like, you're just like, oh, there's Morgan Freeman. I don't know if Morgan Freeman's a sellout. Anyways, I know this has been a long episode, but it's not over yet. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with a book club alert and with a little film corner. So book club alert is 
that I impulsively bought like a lot of books, like 13 books. And I'm just going to go through what I got. All right, I got... Twelve books, which makes me think that one more book is coming in the mail, <laughs> or that I miscounted and it was actually twelve. Anyways, I have just been reading a lot lately. It took me a long time to get through that fucking rabbit book, but I was just so excited. And I actually had way more books in my cart, and I forced—I had like thirty books in my cart. And I forced myself to get it down to 13. And I try to get, um, I try not to buy them new. I try to buy them used. But, dude, sometimes the used options are more expensive than the new options. Like, what the fuck? But, anyways, I do try to get used. Um, my brother, I showed my brother what I got. And he made a really sick joke. He said that I am ready for my first day of my sophomore year of high school <laughs> with, these, with this itinerary. All right, first of all, I got The Princess Bride. Dude, if you haven't seen The Princess Bride, you might have missed out. If it's not nostalgia from your childhood, you might not actually care for it. I have no idea. I don't know if it holds up. But... I do remember I had, as a child, this book, Princess Bride, and my dad was like, I'm going to read it to you. And he, like, read a few chapters to me, like, over a few nights, and then he, like, lost interest, and then I never read it. Um, but I've seen the movie several times. So fucking good. So I'm excited for that. I got George Orwell's 1984, a classic. I feel like a lot of people had to read it in school, maybe. And I never had to read it in school. So I never read it. And apparently it hurts because it, like, hits pretty close to home of, like, we're, we're, we're doing this now. So that's fun. I've got To Kill a Mockingbird, also a classic. I did read this in school. I remember liking it, but I really don't remember it. And I kind of want to see if I enjoy it now as much as I remember enjoying it. Yeah. I've got They Both Die at the End. Which is a, I think it's like a plot twist um, tearjerker. But I don't know. <laughs> I think I got recommended this book a lot by TikTok. And I was like, alright, we'll give it a try. I've got Robin, the Robin Williams, um, does this count as like a uh, biography? This is this a biography? It's about Robin Williams' life. And for some reason, I was thinking about Robin Williams a lot, and I was like, Damn, I would love to read a book about his life. So here we are. You know what? I should wash my used books. All right, we got this one, Circle. I think it was also recommended to me through TikTok. 
And I think it's like a fiction story that has to do with like Greek mythology. And also Greek mythology is fucking sick. It took me like a year to read this. It's basically like a, like a coffee table book. Coffee table book. Um, called Mythos. And it just literally went through fucking the Greek fucking timeline mythology. And like... It was so sick, but bruh, it was so much. So anyways, this might be part of that. I've got The Great Gatsby, also a classic. I never had to read this in school. So I never read it, but I did see the Leonardo DiCaprio movie version. Not the original. The Leonardo DiCaprio. And what's that other guy's name? Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. And there was a lot of Black Eyed Peas songs, or maybe Fergie songs, or maybe there was a Fergie song and a Will I Am song on the Great Gatsby soundtrack. I remember liking it. I think a lot of people shit on it, but I kind of liked it. I should probably see the original movie also. But anyways, I'm gonna read it. I've got okay. Now we're getting into like self-helpy books, okay? First, I've got The Definitive Book of Body Language. Because I'm going to read people like a fucking book. I'm going to look at you and be like, you're pissed, aren't you? And you're going to be like, fuck. Did you read my mind? Be like, I read your body. <laughs> I think the gummy kicked in. Um, I've got, oh, wow. I got read people like a book. <laughs> literally the title and listen i'll buy anything that has a little fucking like greek statue on the front okay slap one of those bad boys on there and i will buy it i'm being so rough with these books jesus yeah read people like a book how to analyze understand and predict people's emotions thoughts intentions and behaviors i sound like a psychopath um all right we've got I've got two inner child workbooks. I've got recovery of your inner child, the highly acclaimed method for liberating your inner self. And then there's like a scary little um, stick figure drawing. And it says in like a kid's handwriting, let me out so I can be creative and heal you. <laughs> and yeah, I'm laughing, but it's, and maybe it seems kind of goofy, but like, fuck it. You know, I'll try anything to feel less shitty. <laughs> I've got a second inner child workbook. And this one says the inner child workbook, what to do with your past when it just won't go away. The color scheme of this book is giving me very much Easter, <laughs> like very much. He is risen, you know? Um, so I started this one and I'm not even to like the exercises yet. I'm just, there's like a bunch of intro shit and dude, the, the author gave kind of like her journey and backstory and I cried, bro. <laughs> it's, Ooh, it's crazy. But also, so there's a lot of like explaining what this book is supposed to do and like what it's not supposed to do. And like, she was going through like, um, how the different 
generations were like affected by completely different things like if you grew up after World War II then like your parents are still carrying that and then like because they raise you like they like kind of like it's like you carry their trauma too kind of thing and then at the end of the parent it like went through all like World War One, World War Two, this 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 and then it was like now as we go into the 90s and I'm like bitch wait a minute did you think that people would be reading your book in 2021 Catherine L. Taylor did you know I'm trying to see if it says when this was made the copyright's 1991. Wow. Did you think it would be... Jesus fucking Christ. Did you think it was going to be a long... A, around this long? Kind of cool. Um, okay, I have one left, but... My mom was over here. My mom was over here. And... I was opening some of these packages of all these books... And she was kind of like looking at them as I was pulling them out. And I'm pulling out these first. And she's like, oh, you got you got your little self-help books, little inner child workbook. And then I fucking picked it up. And at the bottom of the box was this book. And she did not say anything. I don't know if she read it because there is a lot of words on the thing. And she was like, it was upside down to her. But... I, like, couldn't get the stuff in my arms down quick enough to grab it because I felt bad, like. <laughs> but it, this book is called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. How to Heal from Distant, Rejecting, or Self-Involved Parents. And I got really scared that she saw it. She may have seen it and then didn't say anything because she also will do this thing where, like, something will happen and she won't, like, call it out right there. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she'll go home and sit on it. And then next time she has you kind of cornered one-on-one, -on -one, she'll be like, she'll just throw it at you. She, like, just randomly in a month, she's gonna we're going to be having a good time one-on-one. -on -one, and then she'll be like, so you think I'm emotionally immature? And then I'll have to be like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> okay, film corner. What did I, let's, let's see. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> so, film corner. Um, do you guys remember the movie Super Size Me? Uh, I think the only reason I ever saw Super Size Me is because they would play it for us in school. What class did they play it for us in? I can't even remember. I think probably one of my science classes, definitely. But, so Super Size Me, if you don't know, or don't remember is a documentary about this dude who who decided to do an experiment where he would only eat McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 30 days. And I think it was like in the 80s or maybe the 90s. It's probably the 90s. McDonald's was doing this thing called Super Size Me where it was like fucking small, medium, large, and then it was like a fucking extra large, and it was like extra large fries and extra large soda, which was just like insane. I think it was, the supersized man, I feel like was literally a liter of soda he like measured. I could be making that up. But it, it's, it has like a lot of, um, 
It's really interesting. And for some reason, I've been thinking about it lately, probably because I struggle with food. <laughs> My voice got high pitched. I struggle with food. Um, <laughs> but dude, here's how I know that something's wrong with me. <laughs> is that supersize me is like fucking gross. Supersize me is like showing kind of the behind the scenes of like, a little well it didn't really get into the food processing part for some reason i thought it did there's like one animation there's anim see anemone there's animation <laughs> i think i have add <laughs> listen and i'm talking to myself when i say that there's an animation of like chickens like for the nugget part but they really didn't get into the food processing part which I think could have really really won America over maybe maybe they weren't allowed to do that or no maybe they needed to be less graphic so they could like show it to everybody I don't know but it's gross dude like he feels like shit he like gained so much weight i think they're like literally towards like fucking two weeks into the four weeks the doctors are like begging him to go off of it because his body's like fucking shutting down already or something and oh yeah when they do this if they ask him hey do you want to supersize that if they ask him then he has to say yes and i think i think like nine times seven or nine times he did get asked to do it and like also the other rule was that he had to finish all the food he got and he had to get everything off the menu at least once. But, um, dude, the first time he got the supersize me, he, it fucking took him like an hour to eat it because it was so much food. And then he immediately threw up. <laughs> but so, like, you just see him, like, feeling like shit and just fucking, like, suffering. And, like, it's, it's really awesome. I'm glad that someone, like, took the time to do that. It, it's I feel like it's people need to know but we fucking know bro but also the thing that was going on was that McDonald's was going McDonald's was going through a lawsuit at the time of um they were someone was suing McDonald's and saying that it was McDonald's fault that these two like 12 year olds were obese and McDonald's, I think, won because they were like, we never claimed that our shit was healthy. <laughs> they were like, everyone knows our shit is bad for you, but like, they come and eat it. Like, they choose to come here. They didn't have to do that. Which is true, I guess. Also, I learned that overseas, not in America, like, the franchises are a lot healthier than they are here. Like, there are, I think there are rules in place over there, like, in Europe, that you can't, like, add all this, like, fake shit to it. And, like, it's added to be, like, addicting and make you want to, like, fucking eat more and have more of it and supersize it. But they don't have that over there. And also, apparently, in Fruit Loops, and it's same for, like, grocery store food. Because I can't remember where it is. It's, like, Australia. Or my, it might still be, like, somewhere in Europe. The Fruit Loops brand doesn't have blue 
Fruit Loops. But our brand does. And they talked to someone about why that was. And by they, I mean I just saw this on the internet. <laughs> and didn't fact check it at all. So it said that they don't have like blue Fruit Loops in their Fruit Loops because it would have to be like an artificial dye to get that color or flavor or whatever it was. So they just don't have it because it wouldn't be natural. What is the blue, the blue, what is the blue Fruit Loop? What is it? Anyways, here's how I know something's wrong with me. Is because as I was watching Super Size Me, I, it made me want to like go to McDonald's and get a burger. And I was like, that's fucked. I'm not like, like I am grossed out, but I'm also like, damn, a fucking McDonald's cheeseburger would be amazing right now. <laughs> like, I'm like I'm watching him, him eat the eat fries. The fries. I'm, I'm like, like, damn, damn it would be, be so, so nice, nice if I had, I had some fries. Some fries. <laughs> it, wasn't it wasn't working. working. <laughs> that's why I know something's wrong with me. <laughs> anyways, anyways, I didn't, I didn't get, get McDonald's, McDonald's but, but I'm still, I'm still concerned, concerned for my, my brain. brain. I'm still I'm concerned, concerned for, my, for brain. my brain. Anyways. Anyways. I hope you had a good time. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much for stopping, stopping by. by. My name is Ash. Ash. There's no, no eye contact. contact. And hopefully I'll catch you on the flip. flip. And yeah. <sighs>